dirty, nasty, and controversial sports talk podcast for all things Detroit sports and sports worldwide. Here are your hosts, Tony, Joey, Frank, and Gerard, four lifelong friends born and raised in South Detroit. Revolutionary Sports Front, RSF, the Sports Revolution. Guys, it is here. Finally, episode 20, and the gang is all together. We are beyond excited. Uh, Big 2-0! So excited that we uh, we postponed last week just because Gerard was, uh, was dealing with some things, and we wanted to all be together. And so here we are, episode 20. Um, and before we get to what we're going to talk about today... I just want to let everybody know, and we warned, or not warned, we told the audience about this a number of times weeks ago in the, uh, in the beginning episodes. We've been doing this since January now, and guys, it's happening. February. Um, February. Thank you. The, uh, the popularity is there, and it's rising, um, so much so to where I'm getting stopped when I go out, and I'm not kidding. You know, you guys know I like to exaggerate, but um, it's happening, and you know, you look at Facebook, and you'll only see, what is it, 50 or something now? But I'll tell you what, guys, most of, most of it's Twitter. I'm getting people stopping me uh, and saying, I, I checked out your, your podcast on Twitter, and, and they're everywhere. So don't get fooled by the numbers, but they're there, and they're growing. So, so shout out to us. That's a big pat on the back to us. Yeah, uh, and people who have been coming up to us and saying you're listening to the show, but you're not liking us on Facebook, I've been sending you Facebook invites. Like our page. Come on. Like the page, but that goes without saying. But, I'm not um, even sure if I like the page. I really don't know. <laughs> yes, you do, Gerard. I made you. The point that I'm getting at here, guys, I, think I like the page. I'm not trying to blow too much, uh, too much smoke up our butts here. But um, with with rising popularity, it comes more work. That's just part of the business, and and so we have Tony uh, has been out there. He's, I mean, we all got full time job jobs, guys. Joe's out there defending a nation. We're all busy, but Tony. <laughs> Tony has started a YouTube channel. He's the first one to, uh, to post a video. It's called Tony's Take. Jerry, who his uh, online Halo followers have anointed him the name of J-Bone, is going to be having a video coming out called The Boneyard, so you can look forward to that. And um, I'm going to be doing some collaboration myself with Big Joe, and we got some, uh, some YouTube videos in the making as well. So it's, gr- it's rising, guys. It's coming. It's there. And, um, and it's all been done without that much promotion. But like I said, we're going to be uh, doing a lot more work, and, and the sky's the limit. So great for us. But um, as far as today's concerned, we got a lot going on. Um, unless you've been living under a rock. That's my favorite statement, right? Um, the Olympics are going on. Uh, the Olympics are going on. we got Phelps going, uh, going nuts. we got finger wagon. we got USA-Russia drama. Um, the guys are going to tell you about that. Uh, we're less than a week out. UFC 202. We got some predictions that we made, and we're going to finalize those today. No more, uh, no more fence riding. The Tigers have been very bipolar as of late. We might even give them two minutes and one second today. We'll see about that. Um, you know, football season's here. You know, Tony corrected me. The, the show's been going on since literally day one was the Super Bowl, so we haven't even had shows uh, during real football season, which is the best time of year if you're a man. So those are coming. Harbaugh, D'Antonio oh, drama. Women like football. Women like football, too. You, it's just a saying. Um, D'Antonio, Harbaugh, Harbaugh drama. We'll get into that. You know, Jerry's probably upset. Um, a lot, a lot going on. And we're going to get started, and we're going to start with 
the Olympics because we're patriots. Go ahead, Greg. All right, so we got a lot going on in the Olympics. We're going to talk about is Phelps the greatest ever. We're going to do a little Lily King versus Russia. But I'd like to start off first on a sour note today. And recently, I mean, within the last couple hours, maybe 12 or so, four Olympians were robbed at gunpoint by the Brazilians. And uh, not the whole country, obviously, just a couple thugs dressed up like police officers. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like the Olympic team. It wasn't like they walked up like, hey, give me your, give me your gold uh, medals. What I'm saying, and the question I want to propose to you guys is uh, – Going into this, everybody knows that Rio is one of the worst cities for crime in the entire world. I think it might rank number one in murders. I had to look it up, but it's up there. It's really freaking high. It makes Detroit look like a, you know. Like a playground. Yeah, a playground or a day spa. And, you know, they awarded the Olympics to this city because it never had one in South America. And I agree that's kind of messed up. They never had a Olympics in the southern hemisphere down there below us, but. Do you think places like Rio should be allowed they to have. They had them in Australia. That's southern hemisphere. Uh, below us, Tony. Below so, North America. So South America. All right. You, you want to answer the question? Let me talk. All right, guys. All right. Do you think places like Rio or like maybe Moscow, for example, or places where there's high crime rates should be allowed to host the Olympics? Or do you think it should rotate before, between like four major cities that has the infrastructure already, the stadiums, and that are safe so our athletes won't literally be robbed and said, we need your money or we're going to kill you? Because the fact that this happened is disgusting, regardless of what country it happened to, but it's even more messed up it happened to our United States Olympians. I think uh, I think there's more than just four major cities out there, but I think you know I, I do really think that they need to look long and hard. I think there needs to be like a protocol, to, you know, to, to bidding for the Olympics and having it, you know, one in your country and two in that city. Like, you know, I, I don't know what goes on when they select these cities, but there's got to be, you know, like a resume, you know, for lack of a better term, for for putting your city in there. So I mean, you think of some of the big ones like New York. L.A., um, you know, maybe Dallas, you know, in the United States, um, Seattle's growing. Um, places like that where there just really isn't like a serious bunch of serious issues. I mean, L.A. LA and New York, they're massive, so they, they definitely have plenty of issues. But they also have a side of the city where there is the, they could create the proper infrastructure and the, and the proper facilities to, to hold an Olympic. Um, another thing, too, is um, they – these places, like it's not—it's not just like the crime rate, but it's the readiness of the facilities, the readiness of the dormitories that the athletes stay in. And um, as, as far as we know, the last two Olympics in, in Russia and in, in uh, Rio here uh, have been unsatisfactory. And um, so I agree with you, Jerry. I, I think I think this is a poor decision making on for—I mean, pretty much the world allowing the Olympics to be held in cities like I mean, this. the opening ceremonies were great, but in terms of a total, another point to make, like the diving pool turned green overnight because they didn't shock it correctly. And I don't get how, if somebody's job to put a little chlorine in a pool, I don't get how they mess, messed that one up. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that either. Like how, how is it that the one event that comes every four years, like who are they hiring to take, to control these facilities? Like there should be a staff Ready to go, and and, and yeah, there is a sure stat. That this, there is a the that robbing our athletes. Allegedly, it was a stat like somebody who worked at the uh, Olympic Village that dressed up like that and did that. Well, guys, you're making you're making great points. You got to realize Rio, Brazil, is and the Olympics in general this year have been a disaster. There's no getting around it. But the problem, I think, too, or at least part of it, is that this has been planned for a long time. And if you look back. I mean, of course, we weren't following the future of the Olympics four, five, six years ago. But I, I mean, people as far back as 2010 and 11 have been calling this out. There's a lot that goes into putting on 
the Olympics. It takes years and years to do. And oh, you're right. As far I mean, I've heard things about traffic and the transportation, and that that's just that, and that's a disaster. That doesn't even speak to the crime and the corruption and pretty much gangsters that are running the thing, and it's a complete disaster. But I think a big problem is it's already been set up for so many years to come. It, there, you go too far, you can't just pull out of it. And this one is just the prime example of how bad it can get when it's not prepared right. What do you think, Tony? And, and the, or go ahead, Tony. You haven't yeah, I was going to say, I mean, this is one thing that they talked about. It's like with FIFA and the World Cup as well. These countries want to host the events to kind of put their country in the spotlight. But when their country is in the spotlight, not only are we going to see the good things about the country, but we're also going to see all the bad things about the country. And they're spending tons of money on these facilities. They're going to be used one time. And a lot of times they don't have the facilities built ahead of time. They submit a plan saying, hey, if we get it, we're going to build X, Y, and Z. Where you have countries such as the U.S. and a lot of the European countries where they already have the facilities in place. Where if they were hosting these events, they wouldn't have to really build new ones, new venues for the events, even even though they could if they wanted to. Yeah, that's the point I was trying to piggyback on earlier and allude to, and you guys kind of helped me out with it. But I'm not saying when I said four cities, that might be too small. But let's say L.A., for example, has we know for a fact could hold the Olympics. London already has without building anything. There's probably maybe Beijing. They built the Olympic uh, stadium. So they had to build one stadium, but they had to put one of the Premier League teams now. Yeah. So what I'm saying is there's certain cities throughout the world. Like Sydney, Australia is a great example. Sydney is a beautiful city. Many people don't go to Australia very often. It's a great place to have it. And there's places that can hold it. And there's going to be crime everywhere you go. But like the crime in Rio, I mean, if you're talking about a gold Yeah, Brazil is one of the most dangerous countries in the world. If we went to Brazil in a normal sense... There is, I mean, not all kidding aside, we may not come back. It's that bad. You better, you better be careful. It's yeah, that if the skeeter bad. Do, doesn't get us a little Zika virus, motherfuckers. But it's a disaster. <laughs> I just or or if the dead bodies don't wash up on the shore and give you some. I mean, crazy a four-way disease. agreement doesn't make for good debate. But no, I, think I mean we're losing point. people. But the point is, Brazil sucks. The Olympics this year, they they pulled it off the best they could. It can be done better, and it truly needs to be. Re- they need to, yeah. They need to look, take a long look in the mirror. The positive, I do think the next one. I do think the next one in Tokyo is is a good is a good bid. I, I, I think they I think they got a good good one there. The positive is we got some Americans kicking ass out. there. Oh yeah, we do. All right, now to go to the happy news. I saved this one so we could bring it back up here. Dun dun da da. United States, 61 medals, 25 goals. We're up by 20 total medals and 12 total goals in the medal count. We're killing it again. Let's go USA. China's behind us. Great Britain, Russia. I don't even see Brazil in the top five, so fuck them. And uh, we have the greatest Olympian of all time. There's no debate. We're not going to debate whether or not Michael Phelps is the best Olympian because he has the most medals. And How would you measure a great Olympian? How much hardware they got? Yeah, they were like showing a stat on ESPN the other day before he won a couple more gold medals that he'd be in like... 38th, 39th place if he yeah, was his he, own country for gold When medals. he was at uh, 19, he was in 39th, and there was a country one ahead of him. So I think right now with his number of gold medals, he'd be in the mid-30s country-wise for total gold medals won, and he's one person. He's great. But now we're going to look at the broader topic. Is he right? Yeah, can we get into that? I see. Yes, go. Here's the broader topic. Is he actually the best athlete of all time? Because if you think about the Olympics, you're talking about sports. So, like, the history of sports started with the Olympics, really, back in Athens and Greece. So... If you're the greatest Olympian, does that make you the greatest actual athlete? Does it even compare, really? Okay, here, here's how we're going to do this. I'm coming. To, I'm jumping in real quick. I'm going to go, and then Krasik's going to go, because I'm pretty sure we're on the same page. And then you two, 
former swimmers, ladies and gentlemen, are going to go after. Joe's a former after, swimmer, too. I, this is going to be... Now Frank, we're gonna, it's not our fault you can't swim. You can just okay, admit your problem. Now we're going to get into a little controversy for the first time in episode 20 because I can already see where this is going. So let me start by saying, yes, there's no debate that Michael Phelps is the greatest Olympian of all time. The guy's got all the hardware to prove it. No one thought he would do it this well this time. Some did, but he did it. And there's a, even, you know, we're not going to talk about it, but there's even talk of him coming back as 35-year-old in, in four more years. All that is great. I'm a patriot. Good. However, Michael Phelps is a dweeb, okay? He is a dork, okay? And uh, I know Joe agrees with me. And he's a great athlete, and he can swim, and that burns a lot of calories. And when it comes to a sport like that where you're, where you're, talking, about, you're talking about milliseconds, that people are winning and losing, and to do that good, that consistently, is amazing. But, doing it however, however, it's still swimming, and when you're talking about the greatest athlete, I heard someone reference on a, on a, on a, um, a sister show of ours, 97.1, uh, he is the G-O-O-A-T, the greatest Olympian of all time. But, as far as athletes are concerned, I could go on and on, but, I mean, you got guys like Deion Sanders, even Michael Jordan, I'm not the biggest basketball fan. Wayne Gre- As far as athletes, I think MMA is one of the hardest sports to get locked in the octagon and fight. You got Anderson Silva's, the greatest, the greatest MMA fighters. Athletes of all time, and that's what we're talking about here. I say no way. Joe, do you agree with me or am I off the off I'm out, of, out of my lane here? So this is a tough one. But I will say this: when it comes to aerobic, take a and, stance. When it when it comes to aerobic and anaerobics, he sprints, he goes distance, and he also competes as a team on relays. And the question I'd have to ask is: Can he do it solo? Yes. Can he make a team that much better? Yes. We've seen it. We've lived it. it, it it's happened. It's done. I mean, he's got gold medals. He you not know where to put them all. Um. Man, I mean, when it comes down to championship, I, I in, my, in my mind, okay, I see in my mind, I see a gold medal as a championship because some some people might only get one gold medal in their entire life, right? So when I look at it as twenty, was it twenty four, twenty three, twenty four golds, twenty four, so many, who the hell knows? Twenty four golds. When I see it as twenty four golds, he has twenty four championships in his career. Dude, no one even comes close to that. Not not like not even a coach. Like like Phil Jackson or you know what I mean like so So what I, are you saying, Joe? I was hope I was I was expecting this climatic response. Side, huh, okay, Frank? that's fair, but I mean gotta, if I've you're not, then this, don't be. This dude is the most dominant athlete of all time. Wow. Okay, I'm, most I'll, I'll say or greatest. We're not done here, but I'm going to let the I'm going to let the swimmers go, but I'm not done. Tony so. go first. All right, first off this show is in no way affiliated with 97.1 as much as Frank would like it to be. They don't pay any of our bills. We're not affiliated with them. Sorry, Frank. But also sorry because Michael Phelps. I'm getting to my point right now. This guy so, comes on here and quotes Joe Rogan all the time. I can't make one reference. Just go. Go. Talk about Michael Phelps. Well, you could say all of that history because you just said it was on 97.1. But, so anyway, Michael Phelps. Gerard, you, I like. I know Get you to like the points, but come on. So, all right, Michael Phelps is the greatest athlete of all time. When we're looking at this, this guy has been on the top of his sport 
for 12 years. He started out 16 years ago and didn't and even though he didn't medal, he was still in the Olympics 16 years ago. And then he went on to dominate in the Olympics fix for the past 12 years. So there's no way you can say this guy isn't the greatest athlete of all time. If you well, look there at is, even, and I will. Okay, name me one player who over the last 12 years has been the best player in their sport. I'm going to take my stance. I'm going to let you talk, then Gerard, then I'll go. I will. Just keep talking. Don't challenge me yet. Oh, well, keep, I mean, going. you want to call me out? I'm going to call you on it. I'm just saying, this guy's literally been at the top of his sport for the last 12 years. Okay, you want to say, I'll, I'll give you LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. No, when did he start? Is, he was 18. With LeBron James, I'm not, I'm, I was just using LeBron an example. LeBron James also had Dwayne Wade and, and Bosch and... Uh, um, what was his name? Peyton, Gary Peyton. That's why. And uh, that's why I was hesitant to answer his question. I didn't want to turn this into a LeBron James versus Phelps debate. That's not my answer. But I'm just saying he's dominated the sport of basketball no. for about 12 okay. years. I was just answering yeah, his question. But he never won a championship until he had some really serious, legitimate help. Phelps didn't need anybody, anybody to help him get a lot of those gold medals. That's, yes, he was on some relay. No, hold the brakes. Hold the brakes, guys. Right. I don't want him to be on Frank's side because my ultimate point is going to be that Phelps is the greatest athlete of all times, but he wouldn't have gotten his eight goals if that one guy, he sucked in that one relay and the guy brought him back. I forget his name. Yeah, but he's also had races where right. he's done amazing and other the guys. Reason why he's the, greatest, the reason why he's the greatest athlete, plain and simple, it doesn't have to do with how many rings he has or how many medals. It's because he has to go out, when he went for eight gold medals, he would go out, have a prelim, a semifinal, and at the end of the day, at the end of his third race in like three hours, he had to go swim his ass off. So he had to time it out perfectly in the prelim, so he made it to the semifinal. And semifinal, go hard enough to get into the final without going too hard, and then go swim. They'd be like Michael Jordan having to play game one and two back-to-back with a half an hour off in between. That's how much energy he's losing in the pool out there. If you think about the fact that you fucking... You can't breathe underwater! Okay, just listen to me. Hold, just let me say one thing and we can keep going. I Jerry like what, with I, the scientific facts there. Really hard yeah, hitting. That was good. You can't but breathe underwater. What I'm saying is this is good. I like this. But let me just say one thing. You mentioned that he, who's he, he had this guy on his team. He didn't win a championship to this. But the level of competition is also there. There's other tremendous players in the league. When it comes to Michael Phelps... Who's he going up against? The guy from Croatia in lane six? He's a geek. Yeah, he's going all he's up missing all the, the other best swimmers in the all world. All he's missing is the, the tape on his glasses and the high water when pants. When he touched out that Serbian, he was literally a hundredth of a you know, second faster. A hundredth. His competition, that'd be like somebody being just like LeBron James, Jared, but a half a step slower. Jared, I understand. And, and I just want to say calmly, we're not in a bar. You can't let, we can't have good dialogue unless you let me finish what I'm saying. I had something really good going there and you got me. But you're right. You're right, and keep going then. I'll let you talk now. But I, I was just I making a point that his competition is probably closer than any other of the great athletes. When, when you're talking about competition, you're talking about seven other dudes who had four years to prepare for him. For him alone. Just seven. Not a it's team, like not, a, not a football system, not a, not a, you know, not a, not a hockey system, not like a team. Like You have seven dudes with your face on their wall, and they look at that picture every day and say, I want to fucking take you out. And still, after four years of preparation, he beat their ass. Okay, so, I mean, the, the same thing could be said about anybody else. What do you think Steph Curry's looking at? Joakim uh, Noah? LeBron? <laughs> they're playing in the finals. Did you watch that game seven? Okay, and All Steph had, Curry beat him. Uh, 
Did he? Yeah, not this year. He didn't. All we had to hear about how great he was, how great he was, and then he comes in and LeBron regained, and next thing you know, he's the greatest of all time. I'm just saying you're making it seem like he's the only one that's an athlete out here. And again, we're talking about athlete, and you're talking about swimming. I can name it wasn't just Curry versus LeBron, though. There was was other players that played very vital roles in that series, and that's a series, too. And there's coaches, and there's there's pauses, there's, there's game plans, there's momentum shifts. That doesn't happen. Okay, so we're moment. talking individual we're, sports. We're, goes, we're digressing from the point. Really we are. We are. But he, no, he brought up, he brings up the greatest. He brings up a good point, though. He's talking individual sports. You can make the same thing for someone else. Tiger Woods is a better athlete. He'd kick Michael Phelps' ass to boot. In you what? Know? Golf? In, any, in a fight, and he would beat him in pretty much any sport, probably, except swimming. And he also has dozens and dozens of, as you guys mentioned, hardware. I'm just saying he's the greatest Olympian of all time, but when it comes to the greatest athlete, you're acting like it's just no, there's no other argument. All right. And that's the quote from Tony. There's no other argument Another... you can make, and there damn sure is, and I'll make them till the end of the show. Drops you can the, make them, drops but they're the not mic. valid. Drops the mic. How, are okay. the, how is it not valid? How is Tiger saying, Woods not valid? You're saying that Michael Phelps had no competition. He's literally competing I was making a joke the about the guy from Croatia in, in the world. Six. Okay, Tiger Woods has 14 majors. Michael Phelps is... 22 golds. But there was so many guys gunning for him, just him to take him out and go. Tiger Woods arguably There's more played golfers the than swimmers. His main competition was Sergio Garcia, who still doesn't have a major, and took Phil to like 05 to win a Masters. Arguably, the golf was way weaker. If you're going to compare apples to oranges, what then we're doing. swimming? Name swimmers. Name sw- I can name a bunch of golfers. Ryan Lochte, his own teammate was better than him for a while. That's Not to one. mention, he doesn't just do one. He doesn't only swim freestyle or only swim backstroke. He does every stroke. That would be like... Tiger Woods uses every the only club. Thing, Not just the driver. He uses the sandwich. The only thing comparable would be like how Magic Johnson could play all five positions. If you're going to talk about greatest athletes of all time, he's in that conversation because he played all five positions. Who? I didn't hear you. Magic, Irvin Magic Johnson. Okay, sure. Survived AIDS. Sure. All right. And the other thing is, so if you're going to talk about champions, people in basketball, uh, Russell had 11 championships. Michael Jordan had six. Like, uh, Magic had five, Bird had four out of three, I think. I think people, you're taking away the hardware People have argument. multiple, or like Deion Sanders has like three rings, initially, but other people got three rings with him. Nobody, okay. nobody in the face of the planet has won eight goals at one Olympics. To be that diverse in a sport. Okay, let me ask you this. You're make, the best two points you guys have made, and it seems like everyone's against me, the best two, po- two points I've made is A, hardware, and B, uh, the individual sport. Let's start with hardware. What other, how many, how many gold medals does he have this, this Olympics, did you say? Six. Six. What other sport can you get six pieces of hardware in one at one time? Michael Jordan or LeBron yeah, James? Yeah, but you only get you a swim. Just... You only get a swim every four years. They don't have Olympics every year. What? But so correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not a swimmer. Isn't there events that go on between those four years, which in order you have to that's, do good that's at the quality? Nobody found those rings. Just said right there, six gold medals. He has to compete in six different championships okay. in a matter of a week. Well, I mean, that's the same thing if, like, the Grand Slams. You could talk about those guys are great athletes. Tiger Woods in his prime. He's winning all those. Oh, how many events oh, dude, did dude, he sweep dude, That's like you Tiger Woods like Michael Jordan playing, the playing Eastern Conference six Championship. straight, like, majors in one week. Okay, so the first argument was hardware. The second one was the Olympics. So the Olympics, you can win six pieces of hardware. Where else? You can't win that anywhere else. Yeah, but you can, you can. Win, you can win four championships in a period of four years. Right? Nobody does it. Jordan didn't even do it. He won three two years off three. You know what I'm saying? So, I Deion get it. Sanders, you want to talk greatest athlete, he could have run four Super Bowls in the time it took Michael Phelps to go between the end of the Olympics and the start of the next one. So, yeah, I get it. You can't win six anywhere, but in that time, you can win four. 
So six to four is pretty close. You're making it seem like six is a huge number because every other one you get one year, but you get four years. Right. LeBron could throwing has, out these crazy numbers, which I'm sure are all correct and factual, but we're still talking about an athlete. LeBron's here. been in the last six finals. Athlete. Athlete. So he's he's a great swimmer in all different strokes and all fashions, and he's damn good so at wins. So is the basis of your argument, Frank, that swimming isn't a sport? No, I, that's a better argument. No, you're putting better. words in my mouth, and that's ridiculous. No, that's not to answer your question. It's simply no. I'm not Dude, saying Frank, that. Frank, the hardware piece, that, that's, that's what we're trying to get at. That's what makes it hard. Is he's got to do six different events, six different championships to get those medals. You don't do that in another sport. And the thing is, when you do those six different events, there are people who have done nothing but the 200 butterfly for four years with the gold being Michael Phelps. So he's got to go to those six different events with people who've done nothing but That's concentrate really on point, one Joe. of those six events Seriously. to beat him in that one event. So he's going after seven, you know what I mean? Like like some people don't compete in all six events like he does. Yeah, there's so the a fact lot that he's got to train and be that well-rounded to take out everyone else's specialty is what makes it so hard. That's like... That's like a basketball player going up against a guard, then a forward, and then a center, and being better than all three of those positions when he goes at each one of them. So with, Jerry, with Jerry's analogy with Magic Johnson, that, which was a pretty good one, um, that, that's what we're trying to get at, man. Well, and that's fair, and it, it's all true. And no, one, no one's going to argue that, but the, the argument can still be made that he is not the greatest athlete of all time. And it sounds like, I mean, we've, we've pretty much covered every, every I angle. I can argue that the sky isn't blue, but that would just mean I'm colorblind. I right? just, I guess we're going to have to agree to disagree. I mean, if you, I, I urge the people to write in in all fashion, fashions and prove me wrong more or at least give your take on it because it sounds like this is one of the better debates we've had, and I, I love it. But, I mean, guys – I just got a hard time calling Michael Phelps, who anyone in this room could kick his ass, the greatest. Literally, I'm not kidding. I just have a hard time saying he's the greatest athlete of all time. I'm not, and it's not a shot at it, but you guys are making me, making me be forced to sound like I'm degrading him and sound anti-patriotic when I'm not. I just don't think he's the greatest athlete ever. I just don't think. Why don't you move to Chicago? Frank, I I don't think you're being anti, you know, anti-patriotic or anything. I and I I could see. I think he is. No. I would be straight up. I can I get what Frank's saying. Like I see where you're coming from, Frankie. Like it makes sense because so. you look at you look at football players. Like there's 250 got 250 pound linebackers that move faster than than most people in the world. Then you got like hockey players who go on ice and on skates, and they're they weigh about 100 you know 190 200 pounds, and they they go through uh and you know an anaerobic uh you know physical sport for 45 seconds. How much energy do they expend? Then you got you know uh, basketball guys who Go up and down the court, you know, all night, and, and they do these like, you know, tremendous dunks, and they play some hard defense in the paint, and everything. Like, you know, you got like a Le- LeBron James, um, his size and speed is is, uh, is unreal, a physical freak. But I mean, it's just like when it just comes down to the dominance, whether and and the fact that he's both individual and on a team. Like, if LeBron James had won some championships, or like one on one type stuff, and one with a team. Okay, then we got like a then we got a pretty yeah, good argument. Yeah, he doesn't have that there, option. But, but, though, I mean, I mean, he's when, got MVPs. When Phelps, Phelps yeah. on and relays. Talk, and Phelps up, was also individual. That, that's where I see it. Is he's he's been on both ends of the spectrum. I appreciate you taking. I mean, in terms of like understanding my greatest side. 
athlete of all time, nobody who's played one sport, but Phelps only swims, but he does four different strokes. So you're going to have to find people that played multiple sports. Really, Dion's a good comparison, but everyone knows he's a nut job. Is it Bo Jackson that was sick at baseball and football? Yeah, Bo yeah. Jackson. Okay, so Bo, Bo Jackson, Jackson is probably his number one competition if I had to say somebody because that guy was just a freak. Look, you guys can break down swimming all you want. I'm not going to do it on the show, but you're more than welcome to. I've made my stance. I think I'm right. You think you're right. I am. I, I just I want to ask you guys this one last question. So you're going to you're taking the stance that when you go to a bar or you're at the gym pumping some iron, you're at a family dinner, wherever the hell you're at, and the topic of sports comes up, greatest athlete of all time, from now on, you guys are saying Michael Phelps. Am I correct on that? I, I yes. don't think there's any other person that compares to him. Fair enough. I just wanted to make it on, live on the air for the revolutionary sports front that that's your stance, and for the record, mine is not. All right, what else we Before we move got? to Tony and Lily King, I have one question for you, Frank. You've made all these arguments why he isn't without – proposing one person that's better than him. So I need one person. I'm not going to argue against the it. The beauty part of my side is you don't have to, but if you're going to put a gun to my head right here, live on the air, which no, is not you have to get somebody better than him. If you're saying he's not the greatest, that means you have to have somebody in your head who's better than him. Somebody needs somebody. Yeah, I want to know who. I want to know who. Frank, We're not going like, to argue who, against who it because we have time. We got to keep this moving. I just need your. I need your name. <sighs> okay. Um, since you're putting it, Michael Jordan. Deion Sanders, LeBron James, and you just give me one of your, your top, your favorite MMA fighter of all time. There you go. Well, we can all disagree with that list, but let's move on. You, Tony. Just, you put a gun to my head. It's not a fair thing. I, I didn't know we were going to go around putting people on the spot on the air. That's why we have a show sheet. But if you want to start doing that, I guarantee I'm a hell of a lot better at it than you. So I'll keep it in mind. I didn't mean to offend you, Frank. No, I was just you saying did you made because, an argument. No, for because that minutes. wasn't part of the damn list. The list was, I'm making the argument that Phelps isn't. You didn't tell me I had to pick one, and you put a gun to my head live on the air. We don't have to cut this, but it's okay. I'm happy. I won the argument in my mind, even though it's three against one. You try arguing with three people. It ain't easy. I agree. It makes it really hard. It's not. And then you put a gun to my head. That's fair. I'll remember it. And I move on. Devil cool. We move on. For you sometimes. Tony, break down Little Little King before Frank has a fucking... finger wagon. All right. So if you didn't see my YouTube video (laughs) on this... Lily King, uh, she is a breaststroker for the U.S. women's swim team. Yeah, stroke those breasts. Jesus Christ, Gerard. All right, so moving on. She uh, was one of the top contenders for the gold medal in the women's breaststroke as well, was Yulia Afimova of Russia, who admitted to doping a few years back, served a suspension, and came back from that suspension, tested positive for... Meldonium, which is the same thing Sharapova tested positive for. And because of the fact that they could not prove when she took it, whether she took it before or after it was banned at the beginning of 2016, she was allowed to compete in the Olympics. At the end of uh, Afimova's semifinal heat, which was the first semifinal heat, she held up the number one finger. Lily King did the Dikembe Mutombo finger wag. Oh, no, no, no. And that in my house. And then after Lily King posted a faster time than Afimova did in her semifinal, Lily King called her out and said, you know, she's not a fan because she's a drug cheat. Then Lily King went on to win the gold medal the next night in the finals and say that she's glad that she could prove that you can win even when you're clean against people who aren't. Yeah, awesome. I mean, that's all good and well, but what I heard in there was they couldn't prove she cheated, that it was illegal when she did it, so there's no reason for her to get Lily King to be mad in the first place. And also what I heard was we had an American athlete 
not winning with class. And we're not going to get into it, but Hope Solo lost without class. And the one thing I love about the Olympics is it's class, class, class. And personally, you should let your swimming do the talking. I don't get I mean, I'm all for wagging fingers. I love the Dikembe Mutombo. But, like, in terms of... Yeah, but if you're like not... Like Frank said a couple minutes ago, it's swimming, dude. They're not fighting. It's a fucking pool. Yeah, but the <clears> same <throat> thing's happening in MMA where you got people testing positive. And the thing is, you need the other athletes to call out the cheaters for being cheaters to get okay, the sport yeah, to be and, clean. In MMA, I agree with that, but we're talking about swimming, Tony. Apples and oranges. Okay. I kind of like it. I kind of. I'm get, just get talking about spice. all sports. Got a little spice in there. If you want to have a clean sport, you need the athletes to be standing up to the cheaters. Because otherwise, it, it makes it look like the athletes don't care whether or not people are cheating if they're not standing up against it and calling out the cheaters. And here's the thing. Lily King not only called out the Russian chick, she called out Justin Gatlin and Tyson Gay, two U.S. sprinters, saying they shouldn't be on the U.S. team because they've been caught doping before. Yeah, now you're turning on your brothers in battle. Look, Brothers and okay. sisters. All right. Sounds Thank, like a I'm glad Tony, about having a clean sport. Yeah, I'm glad Tony brought this up, and I think you guys are both right. First of all, you're right about that. You shouldn't be turning on your teammates, and even if they are doing something. You just gotta. No matter what, you just can't. You just can't. But um, power to the people. But what I what I think that you know, I, I mean, again, you can go either way. I don't have a big take on on the finger wagon. I, I mean, cool. If that's what she felt the need to do at the time, maybe there's a time and place where maybe not. Fine. I'm, there's no big take on that. But um, but good for her. I'm glad she won a gold medal and all that stuff. As far as the doping goes, that's that's where I kind of think they should be called out. But it shouldn't have to come to that, in my opinion. I think that you know, I wish everyone could just not do it. That'd be a place called perfect, right? But that's just not how the world works. Uh, I think that USADA or whoever's doing all this testing, they just need to get it right to where she wouldn't have to say something like that. We can all just be on even keel. That way we can win our gold medals and there's no controversy and all that. Until then, let her call people out. You know, it's to put them on blast, maybe at a uh, post-press conference, something, call them out so we can get it all out there, get the proper testing done. We'll all be on the even playing field because I'm all about getting the edge. But as far as, as far as drugs goes, there's no reason why one, one person should be on and the other one's not and one getting away with it, another one getting busted. We should all just be even, especially on the highest forum, which is the Olympics. And that's really well, all I have to say. I mean, say. you kind of stole from my point when you're talking about USADA and WADA's the one that does the World Anti-Doping sure. Agency. Sure. It's, uh, it's their job to catch dopers. It's not your job as an athlete. If you're concerned about somebody else doping, you're coming off your game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got to worry about your performance your in the game. pool. I mean, there's that sick quote from Phelps, and it's that South African that was shadow boxing in front of him, I think, is the person. He's looking at Phelps, which is a normal thing to do in swimming, but Phelps' quote was, winners focus on winning, losers focus on winners. Winners. You know what I'm saying? Like, keep your head down, swim, get your gold medal, rock the Star Spangled Banner, and then if you want to, like, tweet later, like, yeah, clean bitches, but you need me finger wagging in a fucking pool, man. Have some class, you know? Sure. It's one of the last classy events we have, man. You all see the celebrations in the NFL or the NBA. Every time somebody makes a dunk, it's a goddamn commercial break so we can replay it 16 times. And at the end of the day, guys, too, I mean, this is kind of just a side note, but it's kind of good for it's good for the Olympics in general. You know, the finger wagon, USA, smack talk versus the Russians. It just gives people something to talk about. It gives the media an angle and a take to play. It gets the people going. To be fair, I mean, some people get hardcore into the Olympics, I like watching some stuff, especially in the wintertime, more so than the summer. But some of it's a snooze fest. You need a little bit of drama in there, man. I'm not going to, you know, if there's no drama, I'm not going to go watch a guy shoot an arrow or just. I mean, yeah, in terms I, of going with her Frank brand, there. that was great yeah. for Lily King. Like, I wouldn't know who Lily King was if she didn't do finger wagging. So it grew her brand, so good for her. Give the people but, something to watch, yeah. for God's sake. Can I, can I say something real quick? Oh, you wanted this, to talk, this, Joe? This, I had no idea. Are you the, still there? 
this is totally a curveball. This is this is a far curveball, but I, I don't think we can go without mentioning uh, one particular athlete, and that's uh, Simone Biles, the U.S. gymnast. She can bang, dude. She is an incredible athlete. I'm not going to get into the athlete debate. I'm just saying she, like gymnastics, is is pretty damn hard. And I mean, she she can fly, man, on the, on the floor routine and stuff. I mean, that stuff's that stuff's like. I, I don't know where we come up with it. She is like a the, badass. The she body. could probably kick Michael like Phelps' fact, ass. The fact that the human body can do that, you know what I mean? It, it's just it's pretty cool. No, you're uh, right. I didn't even have time to get into that, too. The gymnasts, if you want to talk about athletes, I'm not going to go as far as to take their side in the whole athlete versus Phelps debate, but those are some – you're right. Those are some mofo athletes right there is the gymnasts. And they dominated. Dude, they dominated. Like, the, that was like the greatest margin um, that, that there's been in a long time. Like Her, her margin in points – uh, above everybody else was the margin of points between first and second from the last five Olympics combined. Yeah, that was on the yeah. women's team. Like all that's around. that's insane. If you want to look at all around athletic ability, gymnasts are definitely the best athletes. Gymnasts pound per pound, muscle wise. Gymnasts do, do things oh, yeah. that literally, if we tried our whole life, probably at this point could never do. My twelve-year-old niece can swim. You know what I mean. But not to downplay the swimmers, but gymnasts My do My 12-year-old some... knees can do a cartwheel, bro. <laughs> okay. It all I'm starts just, somewhere. I'm just saying gymnasts are some uh, – it's a whole other animal right there. But we're not going to break down gymnastics. But I thank you, though. That was good, Joe. She is, and I'm sure she's hot, yeah. too. I haven't seen her, though. Wait, she's not young, um, is she? she, she <laughs> Scratch she that saw, from the record she saw, if she's uh, like 12. She's check it out. <laughs> no, cool. she's not a Chinese gymnast. She's like at least close to consent. Well, the Chinese ones, aren't they really like 30? They just portray him as kids? Oh, or? yeah. If you want to talk oh, about no, 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 no. They're like, they're like 13, 14 years old. I think they recently started like making it to where they had to be like 15 or 16. Yeah, they start like but forcing them to do the splits when they come out of the womb. Simone Biles is 19. Oh, you're good then. Fair game. <laughs> <laughs> what else we oh got? Oh, my God. All right. So is that the end of the Olympics, everybody? Anything else to add? I think so. That, get, that was one of our better debates. I'm glad. That was... All right. We're going to take a break and, and we'll be right back. Up, Track and field this week. It's going to be good. Yeah, oh, anyways, we're going to take a break. Game? That's going to be a snooze. Um, is it good? I'm sorry. What? I didn't mean to make fun of track and field. I have no, I have no we right to We already won the shot put first USA gold medal in the shot put. Some big old, uh, I was going to say bitch, but that's kind of offensive woman. Like some big <laughs> lady. I don't really know. What is the matter with you? Well, <laughs> no, they, have, they have this thing called so a hep- I didn't even know about this. They have this thing called a heptathlon. You run like a, you run like an 800 meter run. Are you talking you about the modern shot put? And like, you do, you literally you do almost every track and field event. And then to add up all the points, and whoever's the best at all of those is is the winner. And like I was like, dang, that's that's a pretty yeah. Tough that's what Bruce right Jenner there. won back in the day, the pentathlon. No, he won the decathlon. Oh, decathlon's the ten events. They call that person the greatest athlete in the world for that time because they can do ten different things better than anybody else. Right, guys, we're and way we're way we have up against our, it. our best guy coming up. Yeah, we are. Week. Let's get a little break in here, real quick, people. We're coming back and we're talking UFC two hundred two, little Mystic Mac versus uh, whoever the fuck he's facing, Nate Diaz. Diaz again. I'm just joking. Everybody knows who he is. I just hate him. RSF. <laughs> and we are back. We just went 38 minutes off the rip, and that was high-quality radio, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we move on, though. Uh, six days away from possibly, actually, the biggest rematch um, in modern UFC history. We got Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz, number two at UFC 202. Um a couple weeks ago on episode 19, we did our normal thing and made our predictions for the fight. However, we reserved the right to finalize those predictions until today. So that's what we're going to do. Um, 
I believe we were divided last time. Joey and myself were on uh, McGregor's side. Tony and Jerry, the J- the Preston brothers, were going to go with Diaz. So what we're going to do is we're going to finalize those predictions. We're going to say why, and then we're going to rap about it. And we turn it over to none other than Tony. All right. Thank you, Frank. And so since I've been told I'm only allowed to cover the main event. Please. Which is Conor McGregor <clears throat> and Nate Diaz. I mean, we all have talked about the first fight between these two. McGregor was supposed to fight Dos Anjos for the lightweight title. Dos Anjos got hurt. Nate Diaz stepped up on two weeks' notice, came in there. They f- went back and forth fighting. And McGregor... Well, to the point here, Tony. I was getting to the point. Once again, you always say that right before I'm about to hit my point. You need to learn to pay attention, Gerard. But so, Conor McGregor... You're landing some good shots, and Diaz landing some good shots, and then Conor McGregor tied for takedown. Why nobody knows? And Nate Diaz choked his ass out. Okay, so that was Tremendous. the last fight. So you that just was, broke the, down you just the first to... fight that we all saw three months ago. How about this one? I mean, I don't know how much you can really think is going to change in like four or five months. Okay, is that your so? Take? You still got Diaz. I got Diaz again. All right, that wasn't very good reasoning, Tony, and I can't believe I'm on your side on this. But okay, yeah, you well, want reasoning why Diaz won? That was the point of this. <laughs> okay, Diaz can outbox McGregor, as we saw. The show McGregor, says who's going to win and why. As we saw already, McGregor cannot knock out Diaz even when he hits him with his hardest punch. And as I said, Nate Diaz can outbox McGregor, so therefore, if it goes to a decision, he's doing it in there on points. Diaz is better on the ground. As seen in the last fight, when Diaz choked his ass out. Therefore, I don't know how McGregor's going to win this fight. Unless Diaz gets hurt. All right. Instead of breaking down last fight, that's what she'd have gone with Tony. Everything you just said is absolute pure gold. The only thing I don't like you said was like, why did Conor McGregor shoot for a double leg? It's because he was gassed and he was out of energy. And the only reason I hate picking Diaz, because I think he's a pot-smoking bum, but... McGregor can't knock him out. He's not big enough, and that's the only way McGregor's going to win unless you just – we talked about how you can't get that sick at anything this fast. It's five months or whatever between two two fights. Yeah, I think the last one was in. He's not good enough on the ground that he can take him to the ground and win there, and he can't knock him out. We've seen his hardest shot hit Diaz. Diaz with all that scar tissue, bleeds forever, never gets dropped. So I still got Diaz. I don't want to have Diaz, but I got Diaz. Okay. I think I actually have money on McGregor again. Okay. You guys, you guys, not a good call. Not a good call. Okay, you guys are taking a stance that that a lot of people are, so I don't blame you. And and also, it happened once, and it wasn't that long ago. So again, you're not you're not out of bounds by saying that. You have every right to feel that way. But tell me how to feel. Okay, I'm not trying to patronize you, but uh, you are. I'm taking a I'm taking a pretty much all you do, Frank, is patronize people. Can I take my stance? I got a hot take on this one, guys, and I, um, Joe's going to back me up on this, too, in a minute. But look, okay, it, it's been a short amount of time. The last fight was in March. But if you, if you want to break it down, which I did, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I'm taking McGregor. Let's just get that out of the way. I'm sticking with my pick from a couple weeks ago. I'm taking McGregor. Now, here's why. Um, he's, been, he's been working uh, in camp with bigger dudes. He's been training with uh, guys 200-plus, guys 6-foot-plus, um, he's adjusted as opposed to just sticking to his normal weight. I think he walks around that people reference 169 ish instead of just sticking to that weight. He got big cut back down. So he's actually cutting a little bit. He's a bigger 170 Now he's a bigger fighter at this weight class now. So he's going to be hitting harder. 
Um, he's been working on it. He mentioned in the last fight he didn't use um, his energy efficiently. That's pretty much just a, a fancy way of saying he got tired as fuck and gave yeah, up. Yeah, because he, all he, he did was throw I, haymakers and couldn't knock the dude out. So you're saying he's going to have more power? Tony, if you interrupt me, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I've already got pissed once today. So he's been working with bigger guys, and his punching power is going to be better. He's going to be doing things differently as far as the boxing goes. And you said Diaz box good. He can, but so can McGregor. I think the boxing is going to be about the same. So we'll see how it goes there. Now, the big point that I'm making, and I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this, is a big weakness on uh, the part of Diaz. I went back, literally, and watched some tape. He f- has fought Dos Anjos in the past and lost. He's fought Ben Henderson and lost. Nate Diaz has always been in big fights. Now, in those two fights, the, both were huge factors, were kicks to the leg, leg kicks, broke him down. You didn't see much of that from McGregor and you haven't in his fights, but leg kicks are a big weakness on Nate Diaz's part. They broke him down, and when you don't have those legs under you, your punching power goes off, you got to start punching awkwardly, and that's why he lost those two fights against Dos Anjos and Ben Henderson, were strictly because of leg kicks. Now, we don't see a lot of leg kicks from McGregor, however, he's got that wheel kick, and he does know how to kick. As far as jiu-jitsu, you guys nailed it. He's Diaz is miles ahead on the ground, but I don't think the fight's going to go to the ground. I think the boxing is close. McGregor's stamina is going to be better. I think his adjustment to the size of 170 is going to be better. I think his punching power is going to be better. And I'm telling you, kicks to the leg, there's a very high possibility that's going to become an issue because that seems to be the downfall of Nate Diaz in big fights. And this is a big fight. Aside from the fact that I think McGregor has got a big chip on his shoulder. Nate's always got that chip. But I really, really think McGregor's got something to prove. I think there's a huge reason why he wanted this rectifying rematch at the same 170, at the same circumstances. And I like to go with my gut a lot. I like to think I have good instincts. And I really think McGregor is going to win this fight. And I'm pissed that I'm going to have to find out till Sunday morning because I can't watch it live unless something changes. And that's my well, take. you do have good instincts, Frank, because when you came here from Texas, we became friends immediately, so you picked the coolest kid in the class. So good choice. Joey, what do you think out there in Seattle? So here's my thing. Um, I mentioned this before, and it's a, it, to me it's a huge, huge factor is for, for most fights out there, you know who you're going to fight well in advance, and you have time to create a game plan, right? And unfortunately for McGregor last time, th- there was no, there's no real game plan. I mean, I'm sure there was, but it was, it was a, just a few days' notice. That four or five months that we're talking about right now, has all been about Diaz for McGregor. And he's had the time to prepare physically, mentally, emotionally, um, financially. 300 grand to prepare for one guy. Um, he's trained in three different places. I think it being uh, Las Vegas for the desert, uh, Iceland, and, and back home. Um, and, I mean, he is just devoted time, money, and effort into this fight. And that is strictly why i think mcgregor will win this fight um and also a big factor there is i think he was outweighed a little bit last time i think he was low on the lighter side this time i think he's gonna put he's gonna have you know maybe five or ten pounds a little bit more in, in uh you know in, in his in his corner and he's also gonna be uh he's also gonna be watching out for that ground game like listen man if you if you know some other dude has a, has a, has a, a significant strength and you have time to plan against it and stay away from it well then that, that, that plays a huge factor. You know what I mean? If, if, if the guy's better at the ground, then don't go to the fucking ground if you can't help it. 
you know, avoid the takedowns, practice against takedowns, work on some ground games so that way you can at least try to handle yourself and get out of it. But, I mean, holy cow, man, like he doesn't have to do what Diaz wants him to do. There, there's two sides of the there's two sides of the coin here. So I, I really think well, Diaz the amount of, the amount of preparation usually. he's taken, four months is a, is, is a lot more time than you think. And and I, I really think that I don't know uh, about you, Joe, but I have a pretty good understanding of like the space time continuum in four months is exactly how long I think it is, but continue. Well, let him finish. I, I, I think I think because of the preparation, McGregor's gonna win. I agree. I like that. I'm telling you guys, not a lot of people you know, Nate Diaz like Tony and us to a certain extent, um, you know, are big, you know, big on the UFC. But a lot of people are – Nate Diaz is, you know, news to them. You know, he's kind of a recent character in their lives. And if you watch those fights, I'm telling you, just go to YouTube. You don't have to watch the whole thing. Watch Ben Henderson. I, th- I think it was a title fight at the time. And Dos Anjos, who McGregor was supposed to fight in the first place. By the way, those punches – like, you, Joe, you made a great point about McGregor and um, how he didn't have much time for the Diaz thing, even though Diaz was, you know, partying, whatever. Those punches would have knocked out Dos Anjos. If those – those were strong enough to knock Dos Anjos yeah, out. Yeah, Eddie Alvarez just knocked out Dos Anjos. Yeah, those would have knocked him out for sure. And the, and that the time and the stamina wouldn't have been an issue. But watch those fights. Those leg kicks and the, the taking down, chopping that body down a little bit, uh, are, they could come in, into play. Yeah, but adding leg kicks to the way that McGregor fights is going to change his entire way of fighting. Because part of his style of fighting is he's very heavy on his feet, which is why he doesn't throw kicks. Because he kind of sits down on his punches to put more power into them. If you can throw a kick, I think in four months you can learn how to no, throw a leg no. kick. No, I actually, I made well, some yeah, notes. Yeah, it's going to change his fighting style. He can style kick, he throws wheel be... kicks. A wheel kick's a lot harder to throw than a leg kick, while the, I would say. While the McGregor half was going after, I tried to make some notes so I'd interrupt as least as possible. First of all, I'd like to say three hundred grand to get your ass kicked is a lot of money. I'm sure there's people that will kick McGregor's ass for free. Number two, I, I like the leg kick point. Number three, I was actually thinking about this. Diaz is kind of a cocky son of a bitch. He has the Compton slap or the Stockton slaps. He's like Stockton. Thing. So Stockton slap. I 209. Think, we always keep talking about he's so good on the ground. I think Diaz might want to knock him out, and he might get so far into his own head that he's going to knock him out so he can just put him to tomorrow that he might try to keep it standing up, which would have to go advantage McGregor. Well, Does anybody else think that way? Diaz, bit? Diaz is a guy who's never ta- really taken people down. He's a jujitsu guy. He's great. On the ground once he's taken down and working and he to pulls his guard. Head. Yeah. Or the only way he usually gets people down is if he pulls guard or they're up against the fence and he trips the guy. But for the most part, yeah. he doesn't have a problem standing on his feet and banging. Okay, that's a really good point. That's information I didn't know. That's good, Tony. And but well, as far as to what you said too, Gerard, I I, I like where your head's at and maybe uh, only because maybe all the fame he's getting a lot of the media stuff, but I think in general, Diaz is a smart enough fighter to not let something like that to get his head. I think he just wants to win the fight any way that it comes about. I mean, I feel like every time in the UFC when you see somebody, they He's say, like, veteran, oh, man. they can't go to the ground or whatever. The only time the person who can't go to the ground wins is, like, a first-round knockout. Like, Holly Holm over Rousey. She didn't go to the ground with her. She knocked her out real quick. But two, they're talking a five-round fight, right? If there's... If there's Diaz ain't knocked out by the fourth. At some point, McGregor's going to have to lay on the ground with this guy, and he's going to get choked out again. Like, it's easy to say, oh, it's not in the game plan. Well, how do you figure he you can't, has to land the you ground? You can't stand up for 20 minutes and just bang with somebody. Someone's getting knocked out. It happens all the time. It's impossible. I mean, Unless, I, I mean, don't think he has to go to the ground. There's a lot of We could see a really horrible fight where they just, like, stand I don't think it's going four rounds. I think you got a point there. I don't think it's going to go to that point. I think it's going to be done within the first three, personally. All I'm yeah. saying is, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a boring fight because... 
the only time you see a boring fight with a Diaz brother is when you Maybe saw a like, wrestler. Well, you saw Carlos Condit. Carlos Condit is a wrestler, but he didn't want to deal with Nick Diaz's ground game. So what he did was he would stay on the outside of his range, dart in, throw a quick shot, back up. Throw a quick shot, back up. And come in at angles. And that's when you're going to get a boring fight is when they're just sticking and moving. Been throw a jab here, throw a jab there. Which you're not going to see that no. with Conor McGregor. McGregor even referenced that exact point in They're his both going to be com- They're both guys who come forward. He's going to come tee off on him just like last time. He's just going to do things a little different. That's, that's words from him, not me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to see McGregor knock Diaz out after all the shit he talked afterwards. If I had a full camp, you want to hit me? It's like, dude, you got tagged. Just admit you get tagged. I don't get why these people have such big egos. Like, yeah. I saw you get hit on national television. You got wobbled. You're like, yeah, he almost got me. And I choked his bitch ass out. That's way cooler. I want to get hit. And they do have egos, but I, I don't think it's going to play. Like, the whole, like, I'm going to go out there and put on a show for, like, the people and the fans. I think that's just a stupid way to fight, man. I don't care. If, I'm a, if I was fighting in a big fight like this, I don't care if I choked him out in the first second or got a sweet knockout. As long as you win, that's the main thing, at least to me. I think that's the way Diaz is going to think. He's a veteran, man. He's not that old yet, but, I mean, it seems like he's been around forever. He's, he's, he's a, been around he's a for pro. a while. He's a pro, man. He he's won a uh, he's tough not gonna five. It's going to be a great fight. I'm excited, to say the least. Um, Gerard's tuned out, so we got to, you know, oh, you got, I'm, still, I'm listening. Go. I'm okay. sending text messages. I'm sorry. But, um, things are happening. I talked to my league people. No, so we all made the predictions. Sounds like we're sticking to our guns, and it's going to be a good fight. I don't know. I mean, if there's anything else you guys want to say about yeah. it, I'm more just excited for it to, to friggin' happen. To be, oh, to yeah. I, I mean, I like both McGregor and Diaz. That's why yeah, I think me it's going to be a great fight. I love it. I, I just, love Diaz, but I just, yeah. I just like McGregor a little more. I right like, now. like, the Diaz with the attitude. Like, they're just down to fight anybody i just don't yeah. like i mean the whole cocky fighter thing's getting old i mean just go in there knock people out and get out of the cage and real quick side note that rumor that i just read the article last night how sick would it be if that ufc 205 rumor is true my eye boy chael sonan chael p coming off suspension fighting nick diaz at 205 how sick would that be unlikely but it'd be sick they're both off suspension i, I think we're all in agreement that it's gonna be sick if it happens Oh, the two That'd bad awesome. the two bad boys going at it. I just uh, I think Chael's waiting for his because he had to get a, he just took a USADA test, so he's like still saying that there might be uh, stuff lingering in his system still. So, but I think I think he's hey, clean. I don't think Chael's <laughs> coming years. back. I think Chael's done. You can't count him out, man. He, he's been training, and why would this rumor happen? You know, I, I'm just hope I'm hoping. And also, I. Hate to say it, don't but piss I, in his Cheerios, Tony. It's two hundred five. Let him have some hope. I don't think it would be a good fight, though. Chael would. I Chael's never been a good fight, Tony. We can go at it right now. Okay? Chael's never been the most exciting fighter, but it, I'm, I'd be more looking forward to the pre-fight build-up, the two of them in the press conference. Right, the, tra- the trash truck will be awesome. The actual fight. Yeah, my boy Chael P. laying on top of him, dry humping him. Damn right, he would run his forehead in there. You'd take him down and freaking beat him up until he gives up. That's how it would go down. That's the rules. Or unless uh, you know the Diaz brother shows up one of his triangle chokes, which he's known to do the same way Silva got him. Nah, not to Chael. Yeah, that was years ago, Tony. But let's not get into rumors. I just wanted to you know talk about it. Tony's pissing in my Cheerios. I like. You said don't get into rumors. You're the one that brought it up for the people. (laughs) Let's take a break real quick and then get into some other stuff. All right. College football. Dun, 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 dun. RSF. Isn't that the NFL theme? I don't know. Tony, you want me to do that fight song? And we're back. RSF. Saving a good topic here for the end. We got a question of coaches. And um, it's a big one in this state especially. But it's going to be the best coach, Jim Harbaugh. 
versus a coach, Mark D'Antonio. We're going to be talking more about um, you know college football and NFL football for a whole hour and a half next week and all that good stuff. So we decided to kind of make a micro argument out like of a it. Teaser. I like to call a little teaser. teaser. It's a teaser. It's a teaser. And um, we're going to we have a little. Michigan State grad in the room. We got a Lawrence Tech guy. We got a U.S. Marine Eastern guy and a U of M Dearborn guy. So <laughs> let's have it out. Who's better? Who's Harbaugh. Better? I don't think there's much of an argument here, but we'll start with the, you know, there's more of a case to be made and a challenging argument on the state side. So we'll start with, what's your name again? Oh, hey, what's up, Gerard? Uh, all right, all right. I don't think there is really an argument here. One person is a multiple Big Ten champion. One person has won a Rose Bowl. One person has taken a program that was decimated, absolutely in the gutter, gave up all those points to Notre Dame, and took them to how many 11-win seasons in the last six years? Five? Is it five? How many does U of M have since 1905? Five? You know what I'm saying? Cotton Bowl champion. Playoffs. I mean, what? what how can you defend you're one? You're making a case. One, Don't look at us for support. Don't look at us for support. If you're going to make the argument, pass Well, I'm not going to give hey. all my points off at the beginning. playoffs when they made one playoff game before, and got their asses handed to them. Before I go Still anywhere, before I say anything about these two, for, for the record... I'm a Brian Kelly guy. I'm an Irish fan. So let's let that be known before I mean, college you can football pr- season starts. Actually, just for you, Joe, you can pick Brian Kelly over one of these two, but I think it's a bad choice. They're both better coaches than Brian Kelly. We got Rudy over here. Uh, I don't know about the better than Brian Kelly. Uh, yeah, there. I don't think so. Just because okay, Rudy's right, a harder school well, to get into. We don't talk Notre like, Dame here, so let's just let's stick to the, let's stick to it. I, between D'Antonio and Harbaugh. Uh, right now it's D'Antonio. But I need reasons, Joe. I mean, get animated NFL, here. This is the so biggest like, debate in the Stanford, state. But he had, you know, he had Andrew Luck. But then, you know, he's Michigan. He had a good year with Michigan. But uh, at the same time, Michigan had a couple of losses. And, and then head-to-head, D'Antonio is 1-0. So right now it's D'Antonio. Okay, look. I'm going to go. Obviously, I already made my stance. I'm a U of M guy. But, um, you know, you got – you got D'Antonio, a guy who can't even witness a field goal without having a heart attack. Okay, literally, yeah. it's happened. And, you know, Jerry, they love to talk tough of all the stuff that's happened in, in recent history. This happened, this. This happened, that. They love to just dwell on it. And that's good. They had some accomplishments as of late. But, you know, a lot of U of M fans would come on here on their high horse and start talking about things from 1905 and the history of Michigan. I'm a Michigan man in khakis. And, and polos and all that stuff. And that'd be one way of going about this. We could have a history debate all we want. But we're not having that debate, in my eyes at least. The real thing is right here, right now. He, he ripped on Harbaugh and uh, all that. And you can do all you want. Comes from the NFL, national, pro. And he, he, let, can I, let me make my argument. I made yours. We're, we're having dialogue. That's how dialogue works. And he goes to an NFC title game, wins it, goes to the Super Bowl, and loses. And that's all in a short amount of time. Brother. He had a great, tremendous career uh, at Stanford. And I'm sure we'll hear the luck argument when, this, when you get back to Gerard. But the bottom line, the guy's intensity. He'll witness a field goal and not have a heart attack. And we're talking about the future. The future. The team is here and now. Michigan is predicted, rightfully so, to do well in the future. And all I've heard through the group text and RSF and all I've heard from state fans is what's happened in the last couple of years. That's all good. That's all good. We admit that we lost to Ohio State last year. We admit that he bobbled, has trouble with the snap. We know it happened. And you can talk about that all you want, 
but it's over. The bottom line is what's going to happen now, and I haven't heard one positive prediction. Gerard's making these ridiculous statements over the group text. He can tell you about them, about you know, going to the playoff again this year and all this stuff, but I know, I've known him for over a decade now, years, and I know he doesn't mean it. And when I say that I think Michigan is going to win a national title in the next two or three years, I do. I mean, they better do it this year. Harbaugh's probably leaving for the Colts job after this year. That's what. There's so many different levels of this where you're just flat out wrong, and I don't get how you don't see it. Because you're lying you're to yourself which, and the audience. You I'm not. Which coach is better? Which one would you rather have? D'Antonio's a lifer. If you had him at Michigan, he would never leave. Harbaugh, this is just a stop on his coaching carousel. People get sick of him. Allegedly. Goes. Allegedly. Allegedly. What do you mean everywhere he goes? He was at Stanford. He, of a- he was at Stanford. Of course he would go to the NFL. And he had a lot of, he was a hard guy to deal with at San Francisco. But yeah, they got rid of him. Where the hell is San Francisco now? What are they doing that's so hot? What did they do his last Are they going to go to the Super Bowl what? again soon? Do do I don't think they are. There? He had two good years and one bad year. Okay, he went to the Super Bowl and now they suck. So what's up? Ma- they yeah. sucked under him. No, they didn't suck. They yeah, went they to did. the Super Bowl. They went six and ten or four and twelve under him. So he got the hell year. out of there and went to the real program like Michigan. So he left the sinking ship. He didn't go down with the ship. He didn't bring he anything to, back. He went back to his well, alma mater. He, he didn't necessarily leave the sinking ship. And they, Joe, they you just said they fired him. Joe, I know you picked D'Antonio, but uh No he didn't. I'm assuming he's gonna pick D'Antonio because he's smart. But and you said Harbaugh had a good year. He picked Brian he Kelly. Had, he had one good year. If you look at his season last year, it wasn't good. The three best teams they faced, they lost to. They gave up 300 passing yards to Indiana. They gave up 300 to Connor Cook. JT well, Barrett. Gerard, I was talking. I was talking in general, man. Like the year before that, they were fucking awful. So yeah, I, they they're an improvement. Can I say all that right. they were a fucking improvement? Yeah, they improved a lot, but they, all okay. they beat were weak teams. They didn't beat anybody of any actual chutzpah. Okay, you're forcing me uh, again. You're, I, I, when you were up, when you stepped out for a sec, I, I don't want to do the history thing. You're forcing me to talk it's about that, the NFL. Well, you, you force me into these historical if arguments. About, if you could just pretend, pretend to talk about the future. So you want to talk about games that haven't happened? Who's going to win them? I think State's going to win every game for the rest of my life. I truly believe that in the my bottom of my heart. But Jerry, you're being condescending and sarcastic, and it's obvious. It's transparent. If you're going to lie, who's a better coach? You have to look at the here and now. Who's doing better? Jabril Peppers was the number one cornerback recruit. He's the been now, linebacker. Okay. He can't cover. You just said it. You just said the here and now. The here and now is Harbaugh is doing better. And that's a fact. He's out there doing things that have never been done in college football oh, history. you want to give me the recruiting clash? Spiel? Did I say recruiting? Oh. Did I say recruiting? Then what is he doing right now that's better than what D'Antonio's doing? When's the last time D'Antonio had a satellite camp in Australia? When's the he's last time somebody planet- came from Australia that was good in college football? You're wasting time. He's trolling planet Earth for the talent that does the best school that there is. All right. He said in his rap video, who's got it better than us? Uh, Ohio State, Alabama, Michigan State, Oregon. UFC's arguable. Florida State's got it better. Auburn's UFC's probably got it better. Jerry, see, the argument you're yeah, making. Yeah, California. The argument you're making, though, and I, you're, about Notre Dame? you're, you're, you're an you're uh, alumni of the school, so you have every right to say what you say. You're a fan of the team, so you have every right to say what you're saying. But the stuff you're saying is ridiculous. There's people, like, not just me in this room or the Michigan fans around here, like real analyst people that are saying these things that I'm backing up. No one, everyone agrees that Michigan has a brighter future in the next couple years than State. No, nobody agrees with that. ESPN. Nobody that. agrees with that, right? I'm saying you said everybody agrees with that. I'm not saying the majority. Nobody, I would say that around here the majority does, but the majority are idiots. I'm talking national. I guarantee 99 percent of people thought last year before that punt Michigan was going to win that game. Doesn't mean they did. 
that is irrelevant. That's completely irrelevant. I'm not even Michigan. Gonna... Michigan may have a brighter future than they've had recently. Like they, like Michigan might have a brighter future than Michigan itself has had. But when you go comparative to other programs, I, I don't, I don't know if it's brighter than other programs because Clemson's on the rise. Um, you know, Alabama's going to be Alabama. Yeah, you have no idea who's going to come out of the Pac-12. Stanford's still hanging can, around I the Pac-12. I agree with you there, Joe. They got They're... that. They got that. They got that running back out there. Um, you, oh, you know, there, there's 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 some there's some things happening in the Big Twelve right now. There's there's some there's some shift the in Big the Big trash. And other things, you know, after what happened to Baylor, um, you're gonna see someone someone probably pop out from there. Uh, so there's a lot you, of good teams out there. Then I I, I get that. I mean, we're, I guess the debate here is supposed to be the. If, I mean, I haven't done enough homework to start getting into all that. You're right. You're correct on all that. I thought we were talking about D'Antonio and Harbaugh. That's what I'm yeah, talking so, about. Well, I haven't heard Krasik's take though. So you're siding with 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 the with the yuppies with the hippies. And the the yuppies in this debate <laughs> is U of M. The hippies are. Yeah, I meant to say Ann hippies Arbor, for one. I meant to say and the hippies. Weed's legal in Ann Arbor. Uh, At state, you go to jail for that shit. <laughs> the, well, rape's legal in East Lansing, so it's all good. Uh, do, uh, do you want to bring up the picture? Do you want to put that on the website? I knew no, this is going to Number one rapes uh, in the Big Ten is at Michigan. Okay, I knew this is going to get dun 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 dun. See, this no, is the problem it, with Michigan it, it, State like, fans. Like I said, they're immature. Go Harbaugh versus Antonio. Uh, there, there is the statistic win and loss, and right now Antonio is one, Harbaugh is zero. That's how it is right now. I mean, that's very true, Joe. Way to point that out for us. You know, there, I, I, you, you want to ask who's better? The, the guy who's winning. I agree. I, I agree with you. D'Antonio is a better coach. He's a better coach. He's a better leader of men. Who went to the playoff? Who who has it right now? Went to the playoff. I mean, sure. I yeah, prefaced this whole thing. I prefaced this whole thing by saying the future. That all happened. If we're going to talk about history, I mean, it, there's just okay. no point. Every season is a new beginning, especially so in college football. Not just in pro, especially in college football. There's a, a new life every time a season starts. A new birth takes place, especially in college. And Michigan's has DVD until the state in Michigan game. I mean, I agree that every season, especially in college, you don't have that many players that are over. But I mean, both teams are going to have new quarterbacks. Both teams are going to be pretty strong defensively, and I do agree. Joey makes a good point. Michigan's future is brighter than it has looked in a long time. But that doesn't mean state's not going anywhere. Just because Jimmy H came to town doesn't mean we got to shut down our program. That's what I don't get. Like. Antonio's done it consistently for the last decade. I know we want to talk about the past. What makes you think the next decade is going to be different? Like, what do you think is going to happen to D'Antonio? We still get the players we want. We don't recruit the same people. It's a totally different recruiting pool. We find Diamond in the Rough two stars and make them five stars. You know what, Gerard? We got a good offensive line. We rotate people in and out. We're, you know, I'm actually really disappointed with the enthusiasm and the way this segment went. I'll just end it by saying this. We'll get into it more next week. We have an hour and a half show of all football. We'll be more equipped to talk. I'm just going to say that I think Harbaugh is doing an incredible job. The past is the past. I'm more looking to, for the future. I think Harbaugh is going to be here for more than just one year. I think that State's still going to get yeah, some no, players. Yeah, no, that was hyperbole. He probably, I think, he probably isn't going to I just think that, I'm sorry, people. I think that Michigan will be the better dominant team in the state of Michigan. The University of Michigan will be dominant in the future to come. And that's what I'm going to leave it at until I'm more equipped to make the argument. I oh. apologize to the people for being histrionic and being a little exaggerative because I, I wasn't prepared for all this. I was just saying Harbaugh's better than D'Antoni, and I think the majority would agree with me. Well, Frank, since uh, so here's, I figured... Here's my thing, too. You want to look into the future. Michigan has Hawaii, UCF, Colorado, Penn State, Wisconsin, Rutgers, and Illinois until they play Michigan State. There's one team 
on that entire road to Michigan State, that's worth a damn. Michigan State, um, looking at them, let's see here. It's not good. They have, Notre Dame week they two. have uh, FUR, whoever the hell that is. Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Indiana, BYU, Northwestern, and Maryland uh, up until Michigan. So I, I'd say Michigan State has two, maybe three actual games before they play U of M. So really, uh, it, it's hard to say because both both teams are going to play OSU. Um, but And then, you know, Michigan has on the back end, they have Iowa. So... The schedules are, I mean, I, I think it also leads a little bit more toward Michigan, but, you know, as far as, like, ease of schedule. Yeah, and, um, and Michigan, I will admit right now, probably end up with a better record this year. I can I can admit that, but I still think Ohio, Ohio State's going to win the Big Ten East. I don't think there's a question about that. JT Baird is the truth as far as it comes with college quarterbacks. Urban Meyer is a great developer of college quarterbacks. If you look at all the people he's had, like Chris Leak and shit went, like, 22-3 and three or something ridiculous. So I think that there, that's the reason why I just said all the stuff I did. I think we're going to have a lot of a difficult time. We're going to have to come up with some kind of format. We're going to have a difficult time having structure when it comes to college football because it's just so easy to take a stance and say a lot of things, and it gets animated, and we start getting mad, and we're just going to have to really work on for our shows to just how to, how to do this right because especially when the t- passions are high like they are with Jerry being a Mich- Michigan State grad, me going to U of M Dearborn, it, and all of, all of us actually have strong feelings on our teams. We're going to work on it, people. Didn't mean to scare anybody there. I almost punched Gerard there for a minute, but I'm calm now. But um, it's just tough to, it's tough to do that, man. College football is really polarizing. It's, so... It's, I mean, it's so tough because we, we don't have divisions and we don't have like, a, you know, we have a playoff now, which is what everyone's been screaming for. And, and, and what we don't have is like, I guess like a lengthy playoff because now there's still debates like, okay, we don't know who the top two are. But now there's even more debates. Like, okay, well, how do we justify the top four? You know, what I'm saying that we're going to go there in like top eight and like make three rounds. That's a great I mean, point. Yeah, because you know, what I mean, throughout it's the so season, it's hard, hard to say. It's like, oh, yeah, you got to watch out for Clemson, or you got to oh, this guy's the best. I mean, there's yeah, exactly. They're talking rumors and stuff. There's always been talk about the Big Twelve dissolving and then getting uh, you would pick up like we'd probably the Big Ten might get Oklahoma and Texas, and That'd then be sick. after that, TCU would probably go back to being a nobody, and then you'd have fourth. 16 team super conferences and they would actually yeah. put some balance if texas actually got good again it puts some balance because the big 10 is truly unbalanced the legends and leaders was actually a good s- spread there's Even no the names are stupid stupid names and that's probably why it didn't work but like there's the no, names don't matter you can't geographically separate them because michigan state michigan ohio state are the three best by far in the big 10 and they're in a line oh, yeah. you can't go north oh, and wow. south because then you end up with ohio state versus nobody like it just doesn't well, work people what sucks too for the Big Ten is Nebraska was supposed to be this superpower to help them out, you know, and gain some credibility. And Penn State, you know, has always been around for a while, and and th- those teams have just not been there. Wisconsin, but even Penn State's yeah, in the East, you can make an argument. Too. Iowa th- those, is probably those three fourth. teams to make the Big Ten like legit. You know, rather, and I know you're about to say Iowa, Gerard, but Iowa came out of fucking nowhere. They they shouldn't even been that well, good. Last I'm not year. saying Iowa is necessarily that good as a football team. I think they lose to a lot of people. I'm saying they're probably the fourth best ten team in the Big Ten, and they're on the West. And then Wisconsin's yeah. supposed to be good, but Bielema left because I don't know why, but Wisconsin doesn't play their football staff like anything. You know what I mean? But then even Penn yeah. State, when they get good again, if they do, with under James Franklin, they're in the East. So then you have four out of the top five, arguably, are in the, you know what I mean? It's a stupid right. setup. And I don't want, I'll get more fired about that than Frank when I was saying how cool D'Antonio is. I just, you know, I believe in the man. So do I get to give my take on Harbor and D'Antonio? No, Tony, you're not allowed to talk. Go ahead, Tony. <laughs> so... While you guys are all arguing, I took some time to do a little research here. I don't got to research. 
And Gerard, I just want to correct you on one point. Uh, Harbaugh did not go four and twelve his last year in San Francisco. Seven and nine, eight and eight. Oh, five hundred. And the it's still a stupid point to make. You said he had two good years and two bad years. No, I said two good and one bad. Was he only there three? He was there four. He went thirteen and three, eleven four and one, and twelve and four, and then eight and eight. So the first year lost an NFC Championship. Second game lost in second year lost in Super Bowl. Third year lost NFC an NFC Championship. Tony well, coming in with the safety help, baby. So what so, I'm hearing yeah, is that he's won I, I one championship game. No, what I, you I, heard is you were wrong with your facts. But also, I thought it was only two. I was wrong. I also, admit that he's won one championship Harbaugh, game. Harbaugh, as a head coach, has two losing seasons, and that was his first two years at Stanford. Coincidentally, he became a head coach in 2004. So did D'Antonio. D'Antonio. Over this since 2004, also only has two losing seasons as a head coach, but their overall records. Harbaugh as head coaches, yes, as head coaches. Harbaugh, Harbaugh's is, been a head coach. If you're talking about total records, he's been a head coach longer than D'Antonio. No, he hasn't. Oh, because it's Cincinnati. Yeah, D'Antonio actually has a ring. He had one of, he was a defensive coordinator on the Buckeyes team. If you're talking about history, which we, Frank didn't want to talk about. If you're talking about actual history, the only one of them with a championship ring for doing anything. Is D'Antonio. So don't give me this fucking... It's just, it's just awkward to compare two, though, because Harbaugh was the only one of the two who went pro. Yeah, D'Antonio probably never that's, go pro. He had to go like pro as a deep coordinator. He wouldn't get a head coaching I mean, like, job in the pros. He wouldn't, did, some yeah. coaches wouldn't work in the pros, and I personally think Jimmy H. is better suited for the college, and I, that's an easy argument to make because his personality really does wear on people, especially players, especially in the NFL, because players, when they start losing, don't give a shit. But in college, you get new kids every year. Yeah. And right. if a player you don't like him in college, you can be like, yeah, you don't have a scholarship anymore. Get out, homie. In the pros, there's players that are bigger. Like At the time, Kaepernick might have been bigger than Jim Harbaugh. Obviously not now, but you know what but I'm saying? I was going to say their overall records as head coaches is Harbaugh is 112 and 49, and Antonio is 105 and 50. So they're actually pretty even when you look at it. That's a great debate, then. Yeah, they're like two. They're probably two of the best coaches in the country. I think. And I the thing is, think. is they're coaching rival schools. I just, which I just is why we can hope. have this amazing debate. That's the, about this. I yeah. think sometimes we ever take a step back and don't realize how blessed we are to have those two guys in the state. You know, it's just there's so much hatred between the two. And like, if you don't know, to our listeners, don't know the history of the rivalry. Like Michigan is the only school that voted against Michigan State to get into the Big Ten. There's all kinds of bad blood between the two. And that's why it burns so deep. Like, it's hard for me to admit that Jimmy H is a good coach. Like, I know he is on the inside. And Jerry used to be a Michigan fan until he went to Michigan State and flip-flopped. All right, first of all... That's, you we'll get into that on the next show. You can't yeah. go to a university and root for its rival. It's the dumbest thing you could ever do. That's one of the dark secrets of the I'm revolutionary sports front. For the yeah. fans out there, I went to Eastern... Who like I mean you know it's Eastern so I can have you're gonna break down that brick wall well, no no <laughs> Joe was also in conjunction with the University of Michigan for marine related things is that correct Joe is that isn't that right yeah we were but like yeah in you that were case, you, you, you were we'll end up our up. ROTC that like it made me hate U of M more so. so you've trained for our nation at U of M yeah but we also had a fight for relevance at that university to like get funding to do like simple things. And so, so the fact that we the had bad to do that, you know, correct? it kind of it kind of takes me off. Didn't you actually meet Michael Phelps there? And wasn't there like an altercation? Or you don't you don't like Phelps? Or, and no, 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 no. Right? It was it wasn't. That I don't like him. It was just awkward, man. Like I, I was at a swim qualification, God, and uh, basically what we do is we go in the pool and we just 
basically prove that we can swim with our uniform on and stuff. And it's, it's, it's like not that big of a deal at all, but we did it at the U of M pool, like the, the training center for the Olympians and, uh, Michael Phelps was training. I had no idea what this guy looked like. He had a, a full beard at the time. Uh, I mean, I knew what he looked like from, you know, More drag. Olympics, but, but he was standing next to me in the shower and just this tall. So you showered dude. with Michael Phelps. Just, just, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm rinsing so off. Okay, I'm going to jury I, I got to ask. Yeah, no, I got to ask. Did he have a Speedo on or was he uh, in his birthday suit? Uh, yeah, he had a suit on. So the funny thing is the suit was like this yellow, fruity looking suit too. It was like the What do you got a problem with yellow, fruity looking suit? Like I wore one of those tall, in high school, lanky, bro. goofy looking dude with a goofy looking suit on. And there I am in my, my, uh, my camis. You know, rinsing the chlorine out out of the you know the material and stuff, so they last. And uh, you know, I'm, so I'm you were showering clothes like, with Michael Phelps. It was just the the weirdest part was just me and him in these group showers, and he was just like standing there like all awkward, like, and I was kind of standing there like, all right, who's this weirdo? You know what I mean? Like, I thought I thought we had the pool kind of to ourselves that day, like the the unit, and so I'm like, who is this? Who is this guy? Like, what the heck is going on? Like, what a weirdo, you know? And I go over and. Uh, and one of the other guys, one of the seniors, I was I was a freshman at the time. And one of the seniors is like, "Hey, do you see do you see Michael Phelps over there?" I'm like, "Whoa, Michael Phelps is here? Where?" And he goes, "Dude, you're standing right next to him in the shower." And I'm like, "Oh, dude!" Like I I kind of like didn't know where he was at the time, right? So I, I looked. I'm like, "Dude, that guy is you weird, man." You don't and, know who Michael goes, Phelps and, is. And like, come on, Joe. And the, and the guy looks back at me. He goes, like like nodding his head yes, but not saying anything. But then he kind of like nudged his head. I turned around and there he was right behind me. His locker was right there getting dressed. I'm like, man, I really hope Michael Phelps didn't just hear me say that I think he's one of the weirdest mofos I've ever seen in my life. Joe, Joe, <laughs> real quick, do me a favor and just like like utter the words on the air. Say, I've showered with Michael Phelps. That way we can make a drop out of that because that's going to be a future drop for this show. Can you just say For it? the record, for the record, uh, totally no homo. It was after training. Just- I have showered with Michael Phelps. Tremendous. Mark that time down. We're definitely yeah, putting out everything else besides you showered with us. It was completely random. I had no idea. That is so much random. better than yeah. any other one. Like that. Oh, my God. That's it better. better than Seesaw. I've showered with Michael Phelps. I've showered with Michael Phelps, man. That's the best part of the Frank, show. Uh, Frank already did apologize, but I do want to apologize. When we were doing the, uh, with Michael Phelps, man. Go ahead. Frank gave a little apology. I want to give one too. We got heated a little bit, and like we were trying to give a little passionate for it, but we'll be a little more calm when we do our sports. That was a bad job there. We'll, we'll get into it. It wasn't next a week. bad job. It's just it was a passion. Good, it was just passion. It was. Passion. We'll try to be more logical with our arguments instead of just trying to yell over each other. Well, no, Sounds good. Sports revolution. We uh we take it to the edge and I think uh, I don't think we owe any apologies right now. We provide we, our, we provide think, ourselves I, with professionalism. Like yeah, part of being sports fans is having passion for your teams. You know what makes this sports is, great. Is, Otherwise, it wouldn't okay. be weird if an Ohio State grad and Michigan grad were making out. No, oh okay. I know I hate Urban Meyer and I really don't like Ohio State in general. But you got to respect what those guys do down there. How they just turn out like title, title, and NCAA violations up the ass. Yeah. yeah, that's everywhere. enough about. It. All right, I'll <laughs> screw Ohio State. We'll talk about them too someday. But um, we got fan questions, and we got Tigers two minutes, and we got to wrap things up. People, episode twenty has been let's awesome. do let's do let's do Tigers in two seconds. Here, here's the here's the wrap on the Tigers. <laughs> five games behind Cleveland, they're five games behind Cleveland, and they need to turn it the hell up and, and get their asses into the postseason. Tigers done. Bye, Paul. Next time. All right, great Tiger All right, talk. Now our Beautiful. fan response question, and uh, this is coming to us from <laughs> an anonymous source. They asked not to be named. Yeah, so what's up with these? What's up with these anonymous ones? We picked this one because it was the best for for this show. But we've gotten like what 
eight anonymous ones. Put your name out there, people. We want to know who you are. So well, we know who yeah, the name is. You know, they, they just they don't want to put it out there on air. Some All right, so jobs. here it is. Um, do you think you guys could do like a fantasy football show where you guys make break down like the first couple rounds where you think you should take a quarterback, like what's too high for like the top ten quarterbacks, stuff like that? Do a fantasy football show. We picked this question because it goes in line with the next week. Our yes, anonymous, show. we will. I'll, I'm yeah, Jack. I think I'll, we. I think we can. I'm the reigning, defending National Fantasy Football League champion, and uh, we will do. I got kicked out though, so um, yeah, we'll do a show. <laughs> Yes, Anonymous, we'll do a show. Put your name on next time, and uh, we'll give you a shout-out when we do that show. How's that sound, Anonymous? Yeah, even though I'm uh, still debating whether I'm going to play Fantasy this year, I might just start to betting. But, you know, of course, just... I'm in one league right now so far, but I'm looking. All you guys are getting crazy with these $200 leagues. Mine's only, I mean, I like the $20 league, so you can just kind of have fun with it. But I'm about a pro like this guy. I think my work league's uh, 50 bucks. Gerard's yeah, no. got his badge over here. Oh, I wanted to quit this year. Honestly, I mean, I love talking about fantasy football and projecting it, but I really don't. I hate being sitting there trying to watch the Packers game, and on my tail, like at the NFL ticket, which I'm paying a hundred bucks for to fucking so I can watch Todd Gurley run in Seattle. Yeah, I, I want to have a show, when it gets closer to that time. I want to have a show topic about that because I think the fantasy football there's something to be talked about there. Just how ridiculous it gets with you know. Let's watch the damn game. When, at when some I was point. when I was in college, I liked it because it made every game relevant. And I need a reason to watch it, but now to that, an extent. now that I'm not watching football instead of doing my homework, like I have Saturdays and Sundays off, I have a real job, I'm like a working adult. Maybe we. Could, I just want to kick back with a beer and a pizza. And actually, watch the game. Maybe we could do like yeah. we could. We'll, we'll, we'll all get together before the show. We'll break. We'll get like the different categories of fantasy football, like you know, like yeah, different funny versions. Names. Yeah, that's a nice little preview. You know, like, like a like one that. through five kind of scale. You got the guys who just you know, kind of like the Super Bowl parties. You know how certain people are approach Super Bowl parties. We'll make some fun out of it. You know. Yeah, we'll have a good – we'll do a, maybe an hour and a half of college football and football and then 30 minutes of fantasy football. It might take a long time for us to do it or for you to listen to it. And we might post them separately so you can uh, not have to listen to them if you don't care about fantasy. So, so to, to answer the question, yes, we're going to help you out, buddy. Yeah, we don't, give straight, uh, we don't give straight answers here at RSF. Yes, Anonymous. We got your back. We, uh, we come from the school of uh, – like when you have to answer a question, it has to you know, restate the question, give a reason why. We yeah, got taught well. We're not uh, yes and no – People were short essay people. It's good for ratings. All right. Well, <laughs> anything question. else, boys, while we're all together? Anything else? Any thoughts? Uh, go State. Go Blue. Go Lions. I can't wait to talk about them. I think we got to Go Pack. Them. Go. Go Pack. Go. When the Lions talk starts coming around, I might be dropping some S words, okay? And it ends what, with same bowl. old Lions? Ends with bowl. Leave you with that hey. tease. <laughs> oh! Pay the bills, Tony. All right. Pay the bills. So thank you. This is our 20th episode of the show. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash revolutionary sports front. We got the website revolutionary sports front.com twitter.com slash RSF podcast search revolutionary sports front on YouTube to find the YouTube channel. Also, if you're on our Facebook page, the videos are posted there too. That's why you should always like the Facebook page. Easiest way to get a hold of us. And if you like the show, Share it with your friends. Leave us reviews on iTunes and Stitcher if you subscribe to the show there. And until next week, we'll see you guys, and thanks for being a part of the sports revolution. Thank you to the fans for sticking with us. 21 is going to be better.